I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, we often say, what's in a name? Well, when it comes to the Inflation Reduction Act, the answer, of course, is not a whole heck of a lot. The Congressional Budget Office says the bill won't have any impact on inflation other than maybe a little bump up in the first two years. And then over the next 10, uh, a number indistinguishable from zero, I think, is the difference it will make on the inflation front. But that leads us to a more important question uh, about what is in a name of all of these bills, and should there be a way to actually make sure that it is what it says it is? Bruce Yandel's the Distinguished Adjunct uh, Fellow for the Mercatus Center at uh, George Mason University, joins us on the line. Bruce, you had a great piece uh, in The Hill recently talking about uh, not just the Inflation Reduction Act, but uh, do we really need to go to a truth in labeling uh, expectation when it comes to bills coming out of Congress? Boyd, good there. to hear your voice. How there. are you today? <laughs> Doing well. Doing well. Hey, let's uh, let's jump into this. Uh, do you think we need to get to a, a truth in labeling? Uh, I guess we'd have to have a truth in labeling bill before we could actually enforce the names of the bills. Well, the, I think it would be wonderful if we had a little more truth in labeling, but it's hard to imagine, Boyd, what kind of administrative agency, enforcement agency, might it take uh, to police political speech, so to speak, and and make certain that uh, it is more truthful than not. Um, That is, I think we need the outcome. It's hard to picture the policeman who would be working that beat and how that might actually function. But I think finding ways to sound a bugle occasionally should help. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's vital that we we get to that. Uh, you broke it down in terms of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and of course, uh, a lot of people are kind of scrambling over what that is and isn't. Uh, and uh, as you looked at it, uh, you know, if if an agency like the FTC, you kind of went down that path. Uh, what, what would it, what would be the basis of an assessment uh, on uh, what we've seen come out in the uh, Inflation Reduction Act? Well, I think that uh, um, we might picture uh, the the office that is currently part of OMB, the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, uh, which has been around a long time, is part of the executive branch. That that office, among other things, reviews newly proposed regulation and attempts to make regulation more cost efficient, more effective, and so forth. But we might imagine that uh, that that agency would be given the responsibility to also look at titles, 
uh, uh, preambles, first paragraph, and look to see if the content of the regulation, or in this case legislation, fits its description and its title. Now, we know that this one had its name changed as it was making it through the legislative process. That is, it, it had been a Build Back Better bill, uh, a nice alliterative phrase uh, that was a part of uh, President Biden's initial efforts uh, to get measure legislation passed. But somewhere along the road, the title changed, and I would expect for good political reasons uh, there's a whole lot more worry today about inflation, particularly price of gasoline, price of energy for all of us ordinary Americans. And to us, that's our inflation. But, but inflation isn't about just one price going up or a category like energy, seeing price increases. Inflation is when all prices taken together rise. So it's my guess that there were some politicians who said, if you'll change the name, then it'll be a whole lot easier to sell this, and I'll get behind it, and you have my support. Uh, I think we see that in the business world all the time, and uh, and we often say that uh, rebranding is uh, is often a good smoke and mirrors for for a failed <laughs> for a failed production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you get back to the Federal Trade Commission, uh, we we have a situation here where someone might come out with a new and improved uh, brand of raisin bran. <laughs> Uh, and people look in the box and they say, hey, but this doesn't have any raisins in it. Uh, and the response is, yes, but it's nutritious, it's wonderful brand, uh, raisins don't matter that much anyhow, and people need a nutritious product. So we're going to continue to call it raisin brand. Uh, so in a sense, we've got raisin brand with no raisins uh, in the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Uh, and uh, I think literally the politicians don't want to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely, and and that is a uh, <laughs> that is the perfect description uh, of of how that whole process seems to work. Uh, I, I've always wondered, and when I was back in D.C., I, I always wondered, you know, if we couldn't have, you know, something under the parliamentarian or something that could do just what you described in terms of title of the bill, the introductory paragraph, uh, any preamble to it. And uh, and I was actually for, you know, can we do this one subject at a time so we're not throws, throwing Raisin Bran and gasoline and the IRS uh, all into the same soup? Right, right. And, and you know, I think it's, uh, it's unfortunate on another level. That is, not only do we need to have things uh, labeled in a descriptively accurate way uh, for obvious reasons, uh, this is very important legislation that has been passed. There are a huge number of things in this more than 700 pages, um, and probably each category of things could be subject to debate. But nonetheless, this is a massive piece of legislation. And across the future now, in history, people will look back and talk about the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. We've got an odd name for something that focuses more on the environment, more on climate change, more on health care costs. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, I think, wouldn't it be wonderful if it had a title befitting its content? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, sadly, that's becoming a, a radical thing in uh, in the branding that takes place in uh, in the political circles of uh, of all of this. And I, and I think you raise another uh, very important point, uh, and that is that often you know these these names and descriptors and the political talking points around it actually prevent us from both having a good debate about what it is in front of the American people, but it also prevents any kind of real accountability for the results on the back end. Good point. Good point. We need more retrospective analyses. You know, I was thinking, for example, a massive piece of legislation that in some ways similar to this one, the Clean Air Act of 1970. That's still our basic clean air legislation, been amended many times, but it had a simple name, Clean Air Act, the name said what it was about, and people for decades could point to it as the foundation document for air quality improvements and control in the United States. And so you then could have a retrospective. Has the air gotten any cleaner <laughs> or not? And, and what might be, what might determine progress or improvements uh, so that we are still after the titled purpose of this important legislation. Unfortunately, what you and I are talking about now just it doesn't look real pretty, but there's another piece to it, I think, Boyd, and it's a small piece. But in recent years, uh, as measured by different kinds of surveys, trust in government has fallen precipitously. Yeah. Now, trust in a lot of other institutions have fallen uh, has fallen as well. But Things like this little episode we're talking about do not add to trust. It subtracts yeah. uh, so that in a small way, government has become a little less trustworthy than it was mm. before we have this misnamed legislation coming down the pike. Yeah. Uh, great insight. Bruce Yandel, Distinguished Adjunct Fellow for the Mercatus Center at George Mason University. Great insight. Great discussion. I look forward to having you back soon and continuing the conversation, maybe with a little more truth in advertising. <laughs> Thanks for Boy, joining it's us. Good. Boy, it's been good talking with you. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. All the best. All right. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, much more on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.